Welcome to the Abundance Hub podcast. My name is Jessica Shembury. As an empowerment coach, mentor, and speaker, I'm dedicated to helping people learn how to live authentically in alignment with their values. I truly believe that everyone is capable of greatness. If you are looking for an honest and refreshingly down-to-earth podcast that can help you become the best version of yourself, you have come to the right place. Think of this podcast as your go-to weekly dose of mindset development. Get ready to feel empowered because the tools and strategies I'm sharing will absolutely change the way you think. Please visit theabundancehub.com to read more about my offerings and subscribe to receive a free gift straight to your inbox. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. So, hey, Sammy, thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 31 of the Abundance Hub podcast. I'm super excited to have you here. Um, and I greatly appreciate you taking the time. I know that you are struggling with jet lag at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I am, but I am so happy to chat to you today. Oh, awesome. Well, um, as you guys know, I don't have a lot of guests on my podcast. I It's normally just me that you all get to listen to, but I love to bring fresh energy into here, especially when I come across somebody that that has a unique story or that has a message that I connect with and that I suppose I feel like you guys can connect with as well. And so for anyone that's new to the podcast and Sammy probably doesn't know a ton about me either. I know that we've crossed paths at events and things, but we don't really know each other that well other than through the wonderful world of Instagram. But, um, I know you get, you can, you can create some amazing friends through social media. That's for sure, (laughs) which is so cool. But, um, but years ago I was probably, well, it was after I had my daughter who's now nearly eight. I got really into my fitness and I studied to become a PT and I was health coaching and I really enjoyed that journey. And it's always been wellness both mind and body has always been something that's been super important to me and having morning routines and just, just honoring yourself as a person has, has been something that, especially since I became a mum, has been super important to me. And I think that's probably how I would have ended up crossing paths with you through social media, because you're, you're also a health and fitness coach and you, you do that as a full-time profession, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. On my own now, completely self-employed, working from home, which is great because I'm currently still in my pajamas. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so yes, um, I I think I would. I'm not going to talk too much today, but I'd love you to share kind of your story, Sammy, in terms of how you got into the health and fitness coaching. But I suppose for anyone that is listening in and going, okay, well what is this podcast all about? It really, to me, is about your journey as a fitness competitor to where you are now and how, from from my impression from the outside looking in, it seems that you've had an incredible mindset shift and a really big shift around your perception, your body image, um, all those different things, which has caused you now to become someone who I personally admire, and I know that a lot of people who follow you obviously do as well, because you've become incredibly raw and real and upfront and refreshingly honest, which is what I love 
when I'm scrolling oh. Instagram. Thank you. <laughs> well, you've got to be honest, right? Like we see so much shiny shit on Instagram. Um, There's but, just too much bullshit and I'm yeah. just not someone for bullshit. So yeah. I just don't do it. Yeah. And it's, and it's something that I think, and I've talked about this in my previous podcast where I think a lot of people fall into the trap of comparison on Instagram and fall into mm-hmm. the trap of putting Instagram uh, influencers up on pedestals and they're like they're they've got all these followers and they're so shiny and their life is so perfect and in a lot of ways it can be a huge detriment to people because not not because that person is trying to create a detriment but it just it triggers us into feeling less than so I love the rawness of your feed and I'd love you to share your story and and tell my beautiful listeners a little bit about your journey cool all right well, um, I guess my like health and fitness journey more so started around like my early to mid twenties. Um, I gained a fair bit of weight in a relationship that I was in that was not the greatest. Um, it was a bit of a stressful one. Um, and I think I gained around 15 kilos or so in like a, a three year period. So, I was feeling really uncomfortable with myself around the time that we had kind of broken up was when I was at my highest weight and I was not taking care of myself. I was like eating a box of pizza shapes for lunch and just like KFC on the way home. And I was just absolutely living the most trash lifestyle, not into fitness whatsoever. Um, And I kind of got to a point where I just realized like, okay, I've found myself now like in my 20s, like newly single, I'm not feeling great about myself. I am like surrounding myself with like my friends who are so beautiful and blonde and like look amazing. And I just felt really inadequate in comparison. And I was like, I need to do something to feel good about myself again. So I'd kind of hit a bit of a wall where I was, I think around 75 kilos, which I'm 156 centimeters. I'm tiny. So for me, that was like quite an uncomfortable weight. Um, And I just kind of realized like I needed to get healthy, like not just to lose weight, but just to take care of myself more because I had really like neglected a lot of my self care being in a toxic relationship where I just felt like shit. I felt like I just didn't deserve to be treated well. So I didn't treat myself well either. Um, And that was just such a disservice to myself. Um, But yeah, I hit that point where I was like, I need to look after myself. I need to get healthy. So I um, got a PT and started going to the gym, started walking more and eating better and cleaning up my diet a little bit um, and started to kind of get on this little bit of a health kick and not in like too much of a serious way. I mean, I'd kind of dieted on and off from a young teenager basically so I'd had plenty of experience with you know the crazy things like the soup diet and Atkins diet and all of that um but I wanted to do it in a healthy way and I just wanted to kind of improve my lifestyle and hopefully like lose some weight along the way um which I did and that had kind of sparked this new hobby of mine of going to the gym and I just fell in love with it because it was something that I was doing for me and it made me feel really good and it made me feel really empowered to um, be able to better myself and not, you know, be in a toxic relationship that made me feel worse. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put all of my energy into fitness and something that I love that makes me happy. Um, and that just kind of snowballed from there. So then I, um, 
after a few years, I was just getting more and more into it and decided to compete in a bikini competition just because I had, it was a friend of mine, her sister was competing in a show and this was probably like, I think like 2013 or 2014. So like way back. Yeah. Um, she was competing and I went and watched and I was like, this is amazing. I had lost probably 10 or so kilos myself by then. Um, and I was like, this could be a great way to like push me a little harder. Like everyone looked amazing and like so happy and confident on the stage. And I was like, I want that feeling that looks so cool. And like, obviously they had banging bodies too. So yeah. that was a big plus. And I was <laughs> like, cool, this gives me something to work towards. You know, I'd kind of plateaued a little by then and thought you know if I get a little bit more help and like maybe get a serious coach like maybe I can look like that Mm. Um, and that started my new hobby of competing Um, so my first show was May 2015 um, and I think I lost around 12 or so kilos in like a six month prep Um, so I turned into this tiny little human so it was like 25 kilos between my highest weight, you know, a few years Mm. prior to getting on stage at like 50, 51 kilos. So I was like this teeny tiny little Mm. thing. You would have been. Um, I was. I think I weighed 50 kilos when I was 14. (laughs) I I literally looked like a child. Like I was so mean. It was crazy. Um, But it was like exhilarating because I had this newfound confidence where people were commenting on my appearance in such a positive way and I had never had that because I was always like a little bit on the chubby side like I was never a big kid or anything but I was always a little bit chubbier than my friends and you know I was a dancer so I was surrounded by like tiny tiny little petite kids and I was just never petite um so it was like this rush of like compliments and you know I had like six-pack abs that I didn't even know existed and it was like this crazy like amazing thing at the time that I just had never experienced before um so it kind of got me hooked mm-hmm. um and I ended up doing nine shows within a two-year period so it was like back wow. to back yeah like season after season with little to no break in between um so basically I pretty much dieted for almost two years straight I'd have like you know a few weeks off after each show I'd gain a little bit of weight and then it was like spending months losing that weight again for the next yeah. show and like trying to get leaner every time and it got a little bit crazy and it got a little bit obsessive and it definitely was not healthy for me physically or mentally um because as much as sort of the first time I did the show I felt great about it and it was not really an unhealthy prep the first time my calories didn't get too low um but the more I did it, the more my body kind of resisted it um, and my calories had to get lower and lower and I had to do more training, more cardio and I basically just ran myself into the ground by the end. But throughout the every show I did, I'd get more and more followers, but I would kind of feel worse. Yeah. Um, And I was really tired and pushing myself through because I was like, you know what, this is great for my social media. Um, You know, along the way, I'd done my PT certification um, and started coaching. And I was like, this is really good for my business. Um, So it kind of, I felt like I had boxed myself into a corner with competing and feeling like, you know, now that people liked my appearance, that was like of my highest value. Mm. Um, 
and I really had, I mean, and it wasn't really true, but I felt like that was kind of almost all I had to offer and that if I didn't have that, people wouldn't like me as much. Um, So it was a little bit like it put me into a bit of a negative headspace, especially when I got to the end of like my eighth and ninth show and realized like I really need to take a break and get healthy and, you know, eat like a normal person again and not miss out on social things and, you know, the ability to go on a date or anything like that. Um, And it was like a little bit of a – I almost like lost myself when I stopped competing because I didn't have this hobby that I could share with the world that I thought everyone was so interested in Mm -hmm. and I didn't have the body that attracted all of these followers. Um, And so it was like I was having this existential crisis almost Mm -hmm. um, where like this part of me was almost like just disappeared in an instant. Um, And so it was really difficult to – resist the urge to just like eat everything on the planet to like comfort myself so I got into like a really bad headspace where I was binge eating almost every single day for about six months so I went from my tiny 50 kilos and I gained about 15 kilos within like six months Mm. Um, so I was like almost back to square one and that was really difficult doing that in the public eye I mean I have a small following, but still I felt like 40,000 followers or whatever I had at the time. Like I felt like all of those eyes were on me watching me gain weight rapidly and feeling uncomfortable. And that was like a massive just adjustment for me to like learn to be okay in this new body that I didn't want. Um, So it took a lot of work for me to be okay with that. And um, that's kind of what led me to where I am now because I had to do a lot of work um, internally to try and, like, dissociate my value from my body. Yeah. Um, And I had to get really introspective and try and work on my mindset to realise that, you know, I had so much more to offer and that it was okay that I wasn't competing anymore and it was okay that I didn't have abs anymore and to really try and find the positives in myself and, like, find something else that I can offer the world that would make me proud that wasn't just tied to my appearance. And at the time, I wasn't sure if I was going to stay in that body or if I was going to eventually lose weight again or, you know, I just was like, I just need to not even think about my body and just think about myself as a person and try and get through this time with something positive to look forward to. Um, and yeah, I've kind of stayed around that same weight. I've never really kicked any of that weight, but I feel so much better for it now because I had done that work over, you know, a period of, it's been two and a half years now since I competed. So probably, probably the last two years I've been at roughly this weight, give or take a few, um, and really just channeling my energy into just bettering myself in so many other ways. And I think my life is flourishing so much more now that I'm not wasting time worrying about how I look and, you know, filtering my selfies 10,000 times and looking for the skinniest angle and Mm. all the crazy things I used to do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I guess like my coaching style is kind of adjusted along with that. Um, just from what I've learned from myself, um, in terms of, you know, that the way you look isn't everything and you can be perfectly 
fit and healthy without being lean and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not good enough um so for me you know I just have other challenges and other ways to push myself in terms of health and fitness that make me really happy um so that's something that I try and like encourage my clients to think about as well so when I was competing I was definitely a lot tougher on my clients too and I was like no days off and you know yeah. push harder and if you if this ice cream doesn't fit into your macro targets like you can't eat it and you have to hit calories and now I'm a lot more understanding and I think um my clientele has definitely shifted along with that and I definitely attract more clients that want to work on their mindset and want to kind of be a little bit more relaxed about their approach and I think that's great yeah that was 100%. like the most long with uh, about me that I've ever done. Sorry for the rant. That was awesome. And we even had, you know, um, a phone call coming through. <laughs> that it's all good. It's all good. Um, no, it's awesome. I love, I love your story because you, you started like by kind of sharing how you had that, you had that kind of low self-worth when you came out of that relationship. And, um, and it's interesting because I think with social media these days, we we definitely, if, if when, I mean, when you say you didn't have many followers, which was what, 40,000, I think it's so interesting because again, this is all about perception, right? So you feel like most people feel pressure just around what their family and friends think of them, right? Like people will literally stop in their tracks, not follow their dreams, not be honest, not be vulnerable not do what they want just because they fear what their best friend is going to think of them. You know, like I even can relate to that years ago. I remember when I was looking at a new business venture and I remember thinking, what are people going to think of me being a coach? Like, cause they've seen me in my worst moments. They've seen me like getting drunk or being a fool or how they're going <laughs> to laugh at me if I say I'm going to be a coach. And yeah. you know, so, so we like everyone on this planet fears judgment, right? everyone. But then you add, like you add the fact that there's 40,000 people looking at you, um, who, who likely were there for a reason of finding inspiration from you to go and get abs and booties and all those things. Right. (laughs) Um, I remember when I was at my like leanest and fittest and I had definitely like for quite a few times was like, I'm going to compete. I'm going to compete. And having, my little girl like by my side and having her, you know, watch me weighing my food and doing things like that. There would be times when I'd think, Oh, I don't know if this is really what the way I want to role model for my, for my kids. Um, and then, you know, every time we'd leave the house, I wasn't actually going to compete at this point, but I was following, you know, calories and macros and doing all those things. And I was pinch testing my stomach at home because I wanted to make sure I had a lean tummy Um, and I remember, you know, my husband, like, I'm like, how many hours are we going to be out? I need to know how many meals I need to prepare. And, you know, it, it was like you say, um, you know, you kind of lose that sense of self, right? Because you've got, you've got this focus, but you lose, you can in, in that journey, you can lose a lot of social life and a lot of the fun that you probably have a lot more of now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I think what I, what I find really interesting is that it seems to me that now that you've transitioned into this new version of you, you have a better, more genuine connection with your audience 
And would I be right in saying your business is still thriving, even though you're not a bikini model anymore? My business is just continuing to grow every single year. It's crazy how much better it is now compared to when I was competing. Um, It's completely wild and absolutely like the opposite of the effect I think, like that I thought it would have. I thought that things were going to take a little bit of a step back. If my body wasn't inspirational to people, then maybe they wouldn't want to be coached by me, but it's completely the opposite. And I think people are probably less intimidated by me now because I'm not so obsessive. Um, And, you know, there were actually a few people that direct messaged me sort of in the last year or two that have been like, hey, just wanted to let you know and I hope that this doesn't offend you, but I actually like unfollowed you at one point. I was just finding you a little bit too intense or, you know, wasn't really the body that I was – you know, that was aspirational to me, but now I found you again. And like, I'm so glad that you've like changed. Yeah. Um, So that's really nice that people have actually like found me again and come back and, and like me more now, I suppose. Um, So it's nice, like both on like a personal or social media level and a business level, like things are way better than I had ever anticipated. And I had this weird like fear in my head of like, if I'm not competing and if I'm not lean, like everything's going to go down the drain. Like I, I genuinely thought my entire life was going to go to shit. Yeah. Um, and it's just like really not the case, which is amazing and such a blessing. Mm. And do you think, um, I mean, it, it's definitely not, I would never ever want to slam anything to do with the industry because I think that, you know, the people, the, the dedication that you need to have. And like, there's so, there's so many really, I suppose, admirable traits that come out in people that decide to compete. You know, they have to be organized and they really have to be dedicated. They have to show up for themselves. They, you know, they have to have the long-term vision and they have to commit to that. You know, there's, there's so much greatness that can come out of people having fitness journeys and that can come out of that. Um, I suppose the thing that I had always, I, cause I got a little bit, you know, obsessive. I remember I said in one of my podcasts, like at one point, I think my whole Instagram feed was just ladies in bikinis there. I was like studying their booties. Like that's a great booty. I need to get one like that. You know, it was kind of funny. Like if someone was sitting next to me on the train, they'd be like, what the fuck is this girl looking at? Like, is she a lesbian? (laughs) Because it was just girls in bikinis. I was just obsessed with my body and what I could achieve. Yeah. Um, which at one point served me really well, but then I fell pregnant with my second baby and it was definitely not serving me to follow women that had those bodies anymore because it caused me to just feel very fat and very round, (laughs) even though I was growing a human, um, it still, you know, it still became this thing. And I think my impression of the fitness and health industry is that there are a lot of people out there that, that at one point or another, will get to a point like you did, whether it's with a relationship, you know, weight gain in a relationship or having babies or whatever it may be, or a young girl who just lacks confidence and, and looks to the fitness industry for that perception of this is going to get me the confidence I want. Right. But I, I, the impression I get is that pretty much every woman at one point or another is going to have a point where they go, 
this is shit. I don't like myself anymore. And now I need to go looking for a solution. And what I, um, what I'd be interested to know, like with your coaching clients, do you still have people come to you that really want to go down the, the journey of competing or is it more people that are looking for that, that general weight loss and wellness stuff? I have very minimal inquiries about competing and I guess that's because I don't really do it so I don't really advertise it as well um but I do have a couple of like long-term clients that I've worked with on contest preps only because you know I have worked with them for a really long period of time I know how their bodies work and I know that I can trust myself to prep them in a really healthy way that won't be detrimental to their physical health or their mindset. Um, But I've got two girls coming up competing um, one in two weeks and another one like two weeks after that. And that's going to be the last time that I'm prepping anyone um, because it's not my passion and it's not as much as I am proud of the way I have worked with contest prep clients in the past in terms of like being ethical about it it's still not a healthy process and it's just not something that I feel comfortable supporting Mm. um and that's not to say that competing is bad and that no one should do it it's just it's not for me and it doesn't align with who I want to be as a coach and what what I want to impart on my clients yeah um So I don't really get a lot of inquiries about it. I mostly um, do get like general weight loss, um, but I think more so from a lot of people inquiring about um, more like mindset side of things as well, like people that are too obsessive and are probably more along where I was when I was competing without the comps potentially, but just people who are like, you know what, I've been pushing myself into the ground, I don't feel great, I can't lose any more weight, I'm doing, you know, a workout every single day plus cardio, I'm binge eating because I'm starving myself or whatever it may be Um, and people just kind of want to learn to let go in a way. So it's a little bit of like I have a few different ends of the spectrum. I have some clients that aren't really doing much in terms of health and fitness and they just want to learn how to be healthy and they want to learn how to train in the gym and you know educate themselves on nutrition and that's amazing because that's like such a great base point for me to work on and be like yeah let me teach you what I know and teach you in a healthy way because you know it's great when people haven't had too much experience with dieting because it means that they're they don't have too many like bad habits that I need to chip away at yeah Um, but then yeah I have the opposite end of the spectrum where it's people that are just like don't know how to be balanced so it's like taking those two ends and having the having the two types of clients meet in the middle where it's like cool like let's get you eating healthier but not restrictively and like let's get you training but not training obsessively so um I have a really nice mix which I think for a coach is good because it doesn't get too boring because every single client is different and you know everything's individualized so it's all depending on what the client wants to achieve but Um, For the most part, I don't really have, like, skinny girls that want to get skinnier. I guess it's not the the type of client I attract, and that's fine, but it's just not um, what I'm here for. Like, I don't don't want to get people to 10% body fat. It's just not for me. Yeah. Um, Because I just want to teach people to be healthy 
for their whole life, like not just about how they look, but also making sure that their nutrition and their training is not detrimental to their mindset or to their relationship or to their social life. Um, So it's really nice when you can kind of help improve someone's life, not just their body. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And, you know, I do, I'm, I'm basically working with people on their mindset and on helping them reach their full potential in life yeah. in terms of careers, relationships, whatever it may be, parenting, um, having control of their finances and all of those things. And, you know, one of the things that I will go to probably because of my past, because I was a PT and a, co- a health coach pr- in my previous life, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things is, is that one of the first questions I ask is what are your routines and what are you doing every day to set up your health? Because people just don't, I don't think people associate it enough. The fact that the brain can't work without nutrition and movement and all those things are so important. So showing up for yourself by just exercising a few times a week, by eating the right foods, by having that discipline, then we'll, will help you become more disciplined in your business, will help you become more disciplined around um, your finances. It, it actually it actually extends out to every area of your life. It really does. It has such an on-flow effect. And I guess that is probably the biggest thing that I want to teach my clients is that being fit and healthy is not just about looking a certain way. Like it's cool if you want to look a certain way. That's like totally fine if you have a goal body and you want to lose some weight. But there are so many other benefits to eating better and, you know, getting exercise, for example, like for clients that um, don't drink enough water or don't eat enough vegetables so they aren't getting the fiber. Once I, you know, give them tips on how to get their water and their fiber up, they feel so much more energetic because they're not dehydrated, they're not bloated and they're you know, able to actually get through the day with so much more energy just from like tiny little tweaks like that. So Mm. even it's just something as simple as that, but there are so many other wins, you know, working on your sleep. And if you're training regularly and moving your body, you're going to sleep a lot better a lot of the time. So then again, you wake up more refreshed. So it's not even just about weight loss goals. It's just, there are so many ways that you can benefit your life from just treating your body better. And that doesn't mean doing a crazy amount of exercise, etc. It's more just like finding that balance where you are putting positive energy into bettering yourself as a whole. Yeah. And yeah, just kind of letting that flow on to the rest of your life. It's so nice when people are like, oh, you know, my um confidence has improved just because, you know, I'm seeing a little bit of progress and I'm feeling really good about that I'm doing this for myself and that I've made this happen and, you know, it's given me the confidence to ask for a promotion at work or, you know, something that's completely unrelated to health and fitness but that they've, like, found this, like, passion for themselves because they're doing something good for themselves and it's, like, really given them a kick to, like, do better things in the rest of their life or even, like, when clients tell me that their sex life has improved, I'm like, yes. Yeah. Or they're like, I'm a better mom now because I've gotten fitter through training with you. And now like I can run around with my kids instead of just sitting on the sidelines. And it's, you know, I'm so much more of like an active and engaged mom. And yeah. 
that's amazing. Like, that's the kind of stuff that really, like, warms my heart and makes me remember why I do this. Mm. It's cool for someone to be like, cool, I lost 10 kilos. And I'm like, great, high five. But, like, when someone tells me that, like, a completely unrelated part of their life has improved, like, that's what gets me. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's just a snowball effect. Once once you start showing up for yourself in one area, you'll find it it will start to affect all areas, right? Absolutely. Um, Tell me, like, what are some, when you're in your, I know that you've just come back from seven weeks in Europe, so you're not going to talk about the pizza and the pasta and the vino <laughs> and the cocktails, but when oh, you're in, well, and trust me, my, my favorite thing to do is eat pasta and drink wine. So I'm right there with you. Um, <laughs> I feel like we need to make this happen and have we, a pasta and wine date one day. We will, for sure. <laughs> we definitely will. Um but tell me, like, when you're at your healthiest and when you feel your best, what are some of, like, your health non-negotiables and, like, what are some of the things you do that you that, that just make you feel absolutely incredible? Um, probably a big one for me that I struggle with and I have to actively do is drinking enough water. I'm just not a water drinker. Yeah. Um, so I really have to actively try and hit three litres a day. Um, which is a little bit easier if it's summer or if I'm training. Um, but it's, that's a real like unnatural thing for me. So that's Mm -hmm. something that I really actively try and do, which I did not do in Europe. I was drinking a lot more alcohol than water. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I've already started to implement that back now that I've been back for a few days. Um, just being conscious, I guess, of eating enough vegetables as well, because it's so easy to just, you know, eat a pile of carbs and, call it a day but for me like I I need to eat vegetables I don't feel as well without it so that was again like something I really craved in Europe like I got maybe two weeks in and I was like I would just kill for a piece of broccoli or some kind of green vegetable because it just like you can't find it anywhere in Europe other than in the supermarkets but we didn't have a kitchen anywhere so it was really hard to like eat out in restaurants because anytime you would order vegetables it was like grilled eggplant and zucchini covered in oil yeah (laughs) mediterranean diet (laughs) water vegetables um i try and make sure i hit somewhere between eight thousand and twelve thousand steps a day because that just makes me feel really good to move my body especially because i work from home and i sit a lot yeah um so getting outside just even for the fresh air and like mental clarity is like such a game changer for me um and probably just um working in a treat every day is something that's actually really important to me more so for mental health yeah um because I have been very all or nothing in the past and I think for me like consciously implementing healthy food every day as well as something that's more of a treat just helps me feel really balanced and that way I'm I'm more happy to eat chicken and vegetables for dinner if I know I've got a little bit of ice cream afterwards to sit and enjoy on the couch. And I think that's a really good balance for me where I'm, you know, I know I'm being conscious of my health, but I'm also, you know, making my soul a little happy. So I yeah. think that's a good all-rounder for me. I love that. That's perfect. I was like, I have no idea what you're going to say to this, so let's hope it aligns with how I feel about life. And I'm like, tick, tick, tick. <laughs> Um, (laughs) um, I love that because I have always said to people, you, you don't, you don't go on a diet. You don't eat healthy to punish yourself. You do it to reward yourself. And so by having that treat every day, I mean, I've got so many little hacks around 
how I now have treats every day that are actually, you know, we have so much available now. We have keto chocolate, we have, you know, coconut ice cream. Like we have so many different things that are actually now not, they're still delicious, but they're not as naughty. But at the same time, you know, there's no, there's no life in just in having too much constraint. I always talk about balance with my clients, you know, um, happy and sad ups and downs, you know, light and dark. It's life is about balance. And so being fooled or tricking yourself into believing that you can't have things just because you have a goal is just ridiculous. Um, I want those things more. Like as soon as I say I can't have this, it's all I think about. So I think that's why like actively just putting in, you know, a moderated portion of something keeps me happy and it gives me nothing to fight against because I think that's always been my biggest struggle um, with, you know, a history of binge eating or just overeating in general. It's always been when I've told myself I can't have that food because I'm dieting or, you know, whatever. Um, and it just like consumes me and I get this, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and I just feel like I want to rebel against those thoughts and then I go crazy and I eat an entire of chocolate or, you know, two tubs of ice cream in one night. So, um, I don't do that anymore and that's amazing. I mean, I'm not as lean as I used to be and I'm not going to lie, I'd love to be maybe five kilos lighter. That would probably make me feel like I'm fitting in my clothes a little better, but I have a really flexible and balanced life where I feel genuinely healthy and happy. So I'm like, I'm cool here. If this means that I can eat ice cream and not have to worry about it and, and live a genuinely balanced life, like that serves me way more. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, and I love that you say water. This is something that I talk to everyone about. Um, that's one thing that I really gained out of my lean years is that people just discount how important drinking water is, how important being hydrated is. Mm -hmm. And it's not until you actually do it, like you actually, you know, like anyone knows drink water is like the first thing people say when being, when being healthy, drink water, (laughs) eat vegetables. (laughs) And then you know that people are not fucking drinking the water. They're like, yeah, yeah, I'm drinking water. It's like, yeah, you had one cup, like when you brushed your teeth. And then it's you've like just had the coffee all day. Thing, and I guess <laughs> it's just like people overlook it because they just don't think it makes that much of a difference. And some clients, I have to drill it into them. Yeah. And like I've had clients where I've had to message four or five times a day to be like, how are you going? Send me a picture of your water bottle. Like yeah. let's get that three liters today. Or even mm. like some clients don't even drink one liter a day. Yeah. And, you know, getting them off a liter of coke a day and no water and trying to get the coke down, get the water up and eventually get them to two or three liters of water is sometimes such a mission, but it's crazy. The actual like benefits, like almost instantly within a few days, like they feel so much better. Their mind is clearer. They sleep better. They're not, um, I find like I, I don't, pick at snacks as much if I'm hydrated I think a lot of the time we confuse like the feeling of thirst with being hungry and so it's like if you're actually hydrated you probably won't like snack at at things as much so it's like 
That's right. It benefits you in so many ways. Everyone just get hydrated. Yes, hundred percent. Keep it on you. Yeah, and that's what I did. I bought a two point two liter water bottle with a handle. You know those big oh, yeah. ones, and yeah. and it was like my little baby. I would carry it around with me everywhere, and my aim was to drink you know two of them a day. But um, as soon as you, it's just all about creating habits, and it's all about yeah. making commitments. And I love that you've given our gorgeous followers like. Four easy things, drink three liters of water a day, eat lots of vegetables, get moving as in walk around, which is super easy because it doesn't mean you need to spend money um, to get to get into an active state of mind, get some fresh air, you know, use that. And that's one thing I do. I love training at the gym, but I love more that mental time when I get to pop on a podcast or listen to an audible book or play my favorite music and just walk down the street. Um, yeah. Yes, I do live near the beach at the moment, so it's even more amazing for me, but just getting out, getting vitamin D, getting fresh air, which is, and then having a treat every day, like that's four amazing tips that I think people just confuse the subject so much. And yeah. it's like, just try those four things for six months and you'll be guaranteed to see something change, right? Like yeah. try it for one month and you'll feel that hundred percent better. Mm-hmm. but water is just a huge game changer. And, and I know because when I, when I see people, their skin is glowing, their energy's up, they're vibrant. They're always the ones who drink tons of water. When, like when you go out with your friends to restaurants and you can see the one who's like, where's the water gone? You know, <laughs> even if we are drinking margaritas while drinking our water, yeah, you can just, it. but you <laughs> can pick the healthy ones, the ones who, they're sharp, they're vibrant, and it's it's water. Like it's physically ridiculous to think how easy it is to flush your Plus, system and be healthy. You'll get, you'll get extra steps in because you have to pee all the time and walk exactly. to the toilet. Exactly, and, <laughs> and you'll be getting all that stuff out of your system, right? Exactly. <laughs> I always say like, you know, you know you're having a good day when you can't tell if you've been to the toilet or not when you look in there because your, your pee is clear <laughs> and beautifully fresh, you know? I Which is too I much was... information, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was in Europe, I was like, I can't wait to have clear pee again. I don't remember the last time that I was actually hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm back. Yep. I'm good. You're back. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <laughs> and um, I wanted to ask you, like, when just before you were saying, I think we're nearly wrapped up, but I thought this was really important and something that I'm sure you have some pearl of wisdom to share, but. When you said, you know, I'd love to be five kilos lighter and have, you know, have the clothes fitting a bit differently. And I think that's in general, most people will always be like, I could improve a little bit. Um, What is your tip to like having the confidence? Because obviously I know I was, I had a, I had that battle when I started to lose that, that fitness girl look. And I was like, I I think I, I think it comes with age and it come for me, it came with age and it came with um, becoming a parent and becoming a role model where yeah. I was like, I need to be more balanced here. I need to be more about whole foods and a healthy message versus a, do I have two or three millimeters of fat on my tummy kind of thing. Um, but for you, you're, you're younger than me and don't have kids and all those things. So how do you, how did you kind of transition and how do you keep that confidence level up? Is there a mindset stuff that you do or 
Anything that um, helps you with that? Yeah, I definitely did a lot of work on my mindset. Actually, that's probably something that your listeners might enjoy. I have um, on my website, if you subscribe to my email newsletter, you get an instant download, which is called 28 Day Mindset Makeover. Um, and it's 28 days of tasks, like self-development tasks. And these are like, a lot of them are specific things that I actually used throughout that time that I was gaining weight and trying to learn to be more body positive and let go of all of that stuff and focus on all the good stuff about myself. Um, so there's, yeah, a few activities in there that I actively made an effort to work on and that really helped me to gain a lot more confidence. And it's just things like writing down three non-aesthetic things that you love about yourself or, um, you know, things that other people find value in of you that aren't about your body. Um, just because I have, I really had to actively dissociate my value from my body and I've worked really hard to see all of the other positives in myself. Um, mm. And, you know, while it's great to look a certain way, and of course, you know, I still have aesthetic goals, I would love to look a certain way, but it doesn't detract from who I am as person. So knowing that I am where I am and that it's not where I would like to be physically doesn't really take away from my life now because I am a good person. I am a great coach. I'm a good partner, you know, and I can actually appreciate all of those things about myself that it doesn't really matter what I look like. Yeah. And if I looked better or if I looked worse, those things wouldn't change. Yeah. People would feel like me exactly the same because I know that, you know, I'm adding value to the world in those other ways. Um, so that was really helpful for me. And I guess it's just like, it's a little bit hippy dippy, some of those like exercises, but, um, it was really valuable to me to actually sit with a piece of paper and write down things that I liked about myself because mm. like that's hard for a lot of people. And I, you know, have gone through phases where I didn't feel very good about myself at all. So to sit down and be like, wow, I actually really like myself. Like I thought that I was fat and shit and no one liked me and like, what a shit person I am that I've gained all this weight. Like I, I honestly really struggled with it initially. Mm. Um, but I just hit a turning point where I was like, you know what? I don't give a shit. Like it's cool if you look good, but if you don't look the way you want to, like you're not going to die. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the thing. Like I just spent so much of my life putting so much pressure on myself to look good. And it didn't really make me a better person, didn't make me any happier. And in fact, it made me a really shitty friend and girlfriend because mm. I was so antisocial and I couldn't hang out and I couldn't go for drinks. And like now my life is so great and I feel so blessed with everything I have in my life. And being a little bit heavier than I would like to be absolutely does not detract from that at all. So no. that's just something that I remind myself. And I guess, um, like I, I know there's a lot of like anti-diet culture stuff going around at the moment and, um, you know, with body positivity, like sometimes yeah. people get a little bit funny with me if I say that I want to lose weight because I am like constantly championing for like feeling good in your own skin. But I guess the thing is for me, like I feel good in my skin now. I just know that I, I look a little bit better when I'm a little leaner yeah. because my clothes fit better and like just because I have goals doesn't mean that I don't like who I am now. Like I was running around Europe in a bikini and still posting photos on Instagram. And that's, I think what I really like to um, t 
talk through with my clients is it's okay if you want to change, but you also need to be happy with you are now and at least find some positives in where you are now um, so that you can kind of be happy along the journey, if mm. that makes sense. So a hundred percent. It's, it's about knowing your own self-worth, your inner worth versus your exterior worth because that's what we've been taught to look at right um yeah we've been taught to to and and I really I think it's I got two things about this but the self the self-worth the stuff that happens inside is so much more important and I remember years ago when I was a young teenager I was the most judgmental bitch in the world like I would (laughs) go to the shops and I'd be like because I was skinny, I was like a size six and I could eat Domino's pizza and nothing could affect me. I was just a skinny girl with naturally big boobs and I had it all going on or so I thought, you know, I thought I was the bomb when I was 17 and and I would walk through the shop and I would, in my mind, judge people continually. I'd be like, oh my God, she's so fat. Oh my God, why would you wear that to the shop? And I was a bitch. I was internally, I was an absolute bitch. But what I realized in that journey in growing up and figuring out who I was, was that the judgment I was placing on those other people was the actual judgment I was placing on myself. So I acted like I was confident, but inside it was this, you know, this shell of a girl who tolerated a lot of shit from her ex-boyfriend who didn't know her worth, who didn't see all her greatness and judged the fuck out of myself. And therefore that's why I judged everybody else. Absolutely. And so, and I, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think a lot of people really feel that and they have a bit of internalized fat phobia that they don't actually recognize. And sometimes it can be projected onto other people or sometimes it is just about themselves and they just, um, yeah, get really judgy about looks and just kind of put so much weight into how someone looks, whether it's other people or whether it's themselves. Um, and I think it's really nice that in the last sort of year or two, I've noticed a shift both in the fitness industry and just social media in general that, um, there's a lot more of a range of bodies that you can see online now compared to when we were teenagers and it was just about, you know, being stick thin and, you know, that really emaciated nineties look that was massive and early two thousands, yeah. um, you know, it's a little bit different now. And of course it's still hard. And especially for young girls, I'm sure they feel a lot of that pressure, but we're exposed to a lot more body confidence now in different shapes and sizes. And that's also been something that's been really helpful for me to feel good about myself is because I really never got to see girls that looked like me in a bikini. Yeah. You know, back in the day, like I would never see someone that was a size 12 or 14 in a bikini and, you know, plus size models weren't as much of a thing or they weren't glamorized where they are now. And it's like in your face everywhere now that there's a million different shapes and sizes and ethnicities and um, being able to see bodies that look like me and girls that are confident in looking like me. It's like, cool. Well, I should be confident too. And I think that was something really helpful for me. And I guess like, that's another reason why I am so candid on my Instagram and I do post 
photos even when I don't feel my best you know I've put on a bunch of weight in Europe and I'm still posting body photos and stuff like that because I don't feel bad about how I look because I don't really have a reason to like is anyone going to die because I gained a few kilos and I'm pretty sure you're the same person with the same value to add to this world right exactly exactly (laughs) and even from a coaching perspective you know I haven't forgotten everything that I know just because I don't look lean you know Mm. it's not like I can't coach someone else to lose weight like So I guess for me, it's just, I've really just separated the two things. Like the way I look cool, like if I want to change it, awesome. I'm fine with how I am now. If I get a little bit leaner, great. I know it's not going to change who I am as a person. So I don't really stress about it. I don't feel bad where I'm at now. And I don't wish for looking better thinking that my life's going to be better. Whereas I think like previously when I've like dieted and tried to lose weight, I've always been like, when I lose weight, I'm going to be happier and people are going to like me more and I'm going to attract really cute boys. And like yeah. I'd always just thought that losing weight was such like a magical answer because the only people that I saw in magazines were the skinny ones that were all smiley and beautiful. And I was like, well, they're like that because they're skinny, but yeah. you know, I've learned that that's not the case. Um, so I think like it's very, it's a very anecdotal thing for me because I've been really lucky to have, gained a bunch of weight you know from when I was competing to now and my Instagram following has continued to go up and my business has gone through the roof and you know I've had really positive feedback from people hearing my story and and resonating with that um so that's been a really like a positive reinforcement for me personally and I Mm. guess not everyone has afforded that luxury so I guess this process for other people might not be as easy because they don't get that reassurance but for me I guess I'm just a walking example of it doesn't really matter how you look it doesn't matter what you weigh yeah if you put good energy out into the universe like and be a good person then it really just the rest of it just does not matter yeah a hundred percent and I'm so thrilled you said about you just mentioned the word energy because I'm like people can sense how you feel no matter how you look You know, I've met some of the most stunningly beautiful women, you know, typically beautiful with the, the long blonde hair and the fake boobs and the banging body and everything happening. And you look in their eyes and it's like, you are so sad, you know, like, so the, and that's not everybody that looks beautiful is sad, but the thing is, is that energy comes from within. And so when you set that fear aside and you set it, you go, you know what, I'm going to stop judging myself and I'm I'm sure that this bullshit that I'm running in my head about other people judging me is probably not true anyway, but yeah. I'm actually just going to be me. And, and if you look, I am all for self-improvement. I love being fit. I love being healthy. I'm not one to advocate be unhealthy and body confident. I'm here to say be be well, be, be well in your mindset and your body, but um, be detached from achieving a, a look that's perceived to be the, the be all and end all. Stop trying to aim for something that potentially isn't even you. You know, like I'm a curvy girl. I was born with a booty. I was never going to get rid of the thing, you know? So why do I want to have no booty or skinny legs like my bestie who's got model-esque legs when I can't have that myself. It's physically impossible. So it's that ownership. It's just like 
just look in the mirror and just go, I am me and it's fucking awesome. Like (laughs) versus all this other stuff, right? (laughs) Exactly. I love that. Yeah. So I just, I, I wanted just to thank you, Sammy, so much for joining me. Um, Like I said to you at the beginning, we have no agenda. We have, I have no questions to ask you. We're just going to have a conversation, but I knew that you would add value. And I knew that I know that when people go and follow you on Instagram, they'll be like, Oh, now I get what Jess is talking about. So you definitely need to go do that because, um, Sammy's feed is one that will, um, lift you up. It's one that, and I always say that to my, to my followers and to my coaching clients, like do the, do the audit. Don't follow people that make you feel less than like, I, I watch your feed and it makes me go, yeah, girl, like you're rocking it. You're not, afraid to be vulnerable and real. And that, that in turn helps me be more vulnerable and real. And that's what, you know, that's what people get from you. So, um, thank you so much for joining us or joining me. me. (laughs) Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, Oh, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was amazing. If you've heard that like 10 times. <laughs> no, it's perfect. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Abundance Hub podcast. Please screenshot and share it with your friends because living abundantly means sharing things you love with the people around you. If you post on social media, make sure you use hashtag the Abundance Hub. And if you'd like to help us, please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me get the message out to more people. Congratulations on taking time to invest in yourself today.